team with the highest payroll in the majors in the New York Mets. Money can't buy you happiness or even a single run. Brian Anderson with the first home run of the season. Not the broadcaster. And Bryce Terang, the Grand Salami, his first home run and first Grand Slam in the bigs. Absolutely incredible. The Brewers rip the New York Mets 10 to nothing. Rowdy, it was a complete domination. And Fastball Freddy was dazzling on the mound, too. It was just a nonstop throttling of the richest team in baseball right now. How are we feeling, brother? Yeah, and, and once again, it was a, another game with huge performances from rookies. Yes. The young guns of the Milwaukee Brewers continue to get it done. And one of them sounded, oh, I don't know, a little Tommy like this. Hunter deals again to right and deep. Get up! Get up! Get out of here! Gone! He just hit one out of here with the bases loaded. Bryce Terang, wow, with family sitting in on this one, just hit one out of here. Oh, my God. Now, there was a little editing there. Uh, Bob Uecker did credit that to Brian Anderson at first. <laughs> the WTMJ. Edited a little bit for us. Uke uh, with the call. Get up. Get out of here. Gone. Uke getting it done for the Grand Slam in the fifth inning for Bryce Terang. The young guns, Rowdy. Oh, yesterday, I think you asked the question, or maybe it was a caller. I think it was you. Who would have the first home run of the season? I don't think. I said Rowdy Telez. I went Joey Weimer. You went Weimer. But then we're like, well, the card's not out yet. We don't know who's in the starting lineup. And then, Rowdy, I do believe you said, <laughs> well, I'd like to pick someone that's in the starting lineup. But, yes, <laughs> Rowdy Telez, I turned the, the game on the radio, and it was, Rowdy Telez just missed one. He should have had that one out of here from Euchre. I was like, ah, oh, I almost missed Rowdy. And then it was Brian Anderson, who uh been pretty good for the crew uh, four games into the season. I mean, Brian Anderson was a guy that could have been considered a sneaky pickup. Just... Uh, Okay, small sample size, right? Four games. But the reason why he could be considered like a sneakier pickup is this is a guy that can play multiple positions. He's versatile. He plays third base. He can play corner outfield. If you really needed him in a pinch, I believe he's played second a little bit of shortstop. So essentially, you you got a guy that can play all over on the infield and a guy that can play corner outfield. Plus... You know, he's coming off of a down year, so you probably got him on a discount yeah. out on the open market. But this is a guy that has been banged up the last couple of years. He's had a bad back. He's had a bad shoulder. But not too long ago, this was a guy that for the Miami Marlins playing in the Miami Park, he hit over 20 home runs. And that's not a small ballpark. No. I mean, that's one of the bigger ballparks when it comes to surface area in the outfield. So the fact that when the last time this guy was 100% healthy, he had over 20 home runs and he can play multiple positions and you're getting him on a discount, that is called a total Brewers move. Love it. Brewers. Right? It is a total <laughs> well, they're Brewers. They're not going to pay for somebody top dollar. Speaking of paying money, Matt Arnold making some interesting comments about uh, the Brewers and their payroll. We'll save that for a little later in the show. Um, I know you've read the, the tweet from and the, the <laughs> long blurb from Matt Arnold from a Kurt Hodge uh, interview. It was uh, kind of everything we kind of knew, right? Like. We'll get into it a little later. Right now we're celebrating the Milwaukee Brewers as, uh, man, it was nice to see them beat the Mets 10 to nothing. Three runs in the fifth when Bryce Terang stepped up to the plate and <laughs> grand salami. 
And do you remember, oh, who was it? Somebody called in uh, yesterday and asked who we thought, you know, out of these young guns had the most potential. And I said Terang. And uh, mine is Joey Weimer for ceilings because he's the only guy out of Terang, Mitchell, and Weimer that are like, Guys that could be five-star tool players. Yeah. And when you talk about five-star tools, you're talking about a good arm. You're talking about speed. You're talking about power. You're talking about average. You're talking about defense. That's the five tools. Five. And nothing like Joey Weimer showing off his arm either. <laughs> and sorry, Daniel Vogelback. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Daniel Vogelback. The dude is just hilarious looking. Like he, he is the barrel man. He literally looks like the, yeah. He is Milwaukee. He when he was on the Brewers personified the barrel man. He also personifies the Michelin man, the tire guy. He also resembles every single slow pitch softball team's first baseman or catcher. He's a unit. He's an absolute unit. Now he even lost weight coming into the season. Remember we were talking about he lost like like 30, 40 pounds. Or he might have lost weight, but I don't think he gained any speed. He doesn't look like he lost much weight when you see him run the base, the base, base pass. He hits one out to Joey Weimer, and I mean, take it. Starting their season on the road for seven. Vogelback, that's inside the bag. Down he's, the line he's he goes. Chugging. He's hustling. And maybe extra bases. Weimer's got a good arm. The throw comes in. He's out. Joey Weimer. Wow. Cuts one down at second base. Oh, what an arm. Goodness. What an arm, yes, but what a slow runner. So when they when they grade these prospects, it's huge. They grade them on a scale of twenty to eighty. Yeah, it's it's a weirder scale if you're not familiar with it. But forty fifty is normally average. So if the the person gets a a rating of forty or fifty when it comes to arm strength, that says they have an average arm. Joey Weimer is graded out as a seventy. And again, they don't do like 71. They don't do 72. It's 20, 30, 40, 50. Yeah. Yeah. He's grades out as a 70 arm. And I saw some people uh, tweeting about how, yeah, after that throw, I think 70 might be a little light. What would you get? (laughs) Because you think about it. Daniel Vogelback hit that ball into the the corner corner of the outfield in right field. He didn't pick that up like on a run heading towards second. He literally took it off the carom in the corner of right field, and he put it right on the money right at second base. And sorry, Vogie, but you were dead. Yeah, you're dead to rights, Big Dan. Um, It's funny when Dan rounded, uh, you can see this on the video, it's very (laughs) brief. When he rounds first and he starts really huffing at the second base, he like loses control of his head. He like turns into a bobblehead. He just starts like. Well, Weimer got him by about a step and a half. Uh, he is not aerodynamic. I will say that Daniel Vogelback. Uh, the King says on Twitch, the bases are bigger, so maybe he thought he could have made it. <laughs> hey, not the, did you see the comparisons? Um, uh, God, who's the freaking guy in Milwaukee? The reporter in the for Valley Sports. He always wears flashy suits. He did a side by side comparison of the old base and the new base. And it's 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 pretty it's bigger, obviously. Um, but Daniel Vogelback, he just looks so funny but in his uniform. Do you see some of the <laughs> statistics on Bryce Terang in the first four uh, games? How he's just balling. S- out? Save it. We'll get into it. We're, we'll get into or Bryce Terang and the young guns. How about just in general with the Brewers' young guys? 
every single one it feels like has contributed yeah. at least in you know pretty much every single game or how about the Brewers offense waking up the last two games after 15 scoreless innings to start the season a franchise that's a record. record that's a record couldn't score opening day took the first seven innings to score uh in the second game and now since have put up double digits back-to-back days but how about the fact that two games ago every single person got a hit yep Yesterday, not everyone got a hit, but every single person got on base with either a hit or a walk. Yep. And this offense so far through two games, thumbs up. Yeah. And uh, we've seen the Brewers do it really without home runs and now with home runs. So Milwaukee, these young dudes and are killing it. Now they're through four-fifths of their starting rotation. Wade Miley obviously going tonight against the Mets. But the four starting pitchers combined to have a 2.82 ERA so far this season, which is closer awesome. to 2021 type numbers than the 2022, <laughs> which is which is good, which is good, which is very good. And everyone stayed healthy. Brewers, except for well, Luis Luis Reyes. Reyes. <laughs> but, but Joey Weimer's now up because of that. And he is doing freaking awesome. So, man, Dude, and then, yeah, tonight you said Max Scherzer going against Wade Miley. There's a hell of a matchup. It's going to be a tough one. There's a, there's a matchup for you. But, yeah, uh, back to yesterday's game. It, we'll get into the ins and outs and some of the funny stuff and intricacies of it. And uh, there's also some some not good news out of the game yesterday. Uh, he did get on base. But, man, is he flaming out of the plate. He goes by the name of Christian Yelich. He is... Uh, I want to say uh, that... Uh, <laughs> Uh, once again over the weekend, it was Sunday, and that was when the Brewers really busted it open. I got a text saying, Yelly is so back. Well, he's so back? Back. Oh, who texted that? <laughs> I won't name them. Right, name them. Can you name them off air? <laughs> sure. Okay, cool. <laughs> but yes, it was, Yelly is back. What did... I, I, we gotta we gotta chill with that. What what? I mean, Christian Yelich is it's pretty. Four, it's four games, but still, he's had a rough start to this, these four games too. We saw twenty twenty, we saw twenty twenty one, we saw twenty twenty two. I've seen four games into twenty twenty three. I mean, Yelich struck out five times in the first three games against Chicago, and then four more yesterday. Well. <laughs> He did get a walk. You know, like in today's baseball where they call it the she-gone movement, home run or strikeout? Yeah. It's home run or strikeout. <laughs> Christian Yelich hasn't really been filling the the stat sheet with many home runs since essentially 2021. Well, could you say for Yelich it's strikeout or walk? Basically. Because, I mean, <laughs> if you actually go back and look at his numbers, remember what was that last year where I He's went on so like back. a 20-minute rant on his – um, his, uh, his launch hitting and yeah. his launch, launch angle. angle. Uh, if you go back and look at some of his numbers in 2020, the average wasn't there, but the pop, as in the home run percentages and his launch angle, were there. Since 2021, he must have like overcorrected because t- since 2021, all the dude does is hit the ball on the ground. Yeah. And his home run n- numbers. <sighs> Well, okay, the smack that I we just talked, well, not really smack, just reality of Christian Yelich. I will finish this Yelly conversation right now with a positive note. Now, the Brewers were up 10 to nothing when this happened, but this is uh, when you click on the box score on ESPN of Brewers-Mets, it does the first video that pops up, 
Yelich makes a, sn- a nice sliding catch. The inning. So it's hey, here you go, Yelich. This is for you, And Arbias dumps one into left field. Yelich coming on quick, and he makes a catch. <laughs> Yelich with a nice play. Uh, Yelich with a sliding catch. You know what else I'm looking forward to is <laughs> Weimer, Terang, Mitchell, anybody they call up that's younger to continue to ball out so they start to be, you know, transition into being the face of the franchise. Yeah. So no longer does the national media have to say, here's a highlight from the Brewer game. Christian Yelich, the one name you'll actually know, national fans, <laughs> makes a sliding ba- basic sliding catch. When the Brewers are up 10 to nothing. Even though you have Joey Weimer throwing a guy out from the, the corner of right field, yeah. Bryce Terang hitting a grand slam. Brian Anderson's first home run. Like all this other stuff. But here's Christian Yelich, folks, because you know who this guy is because he was once upon a time an MVP and an all-star. Here's a basic sliding catch. Yeah, Yelich makes a nice sliding catch. Remember when Ben and I were arguing and he's like, I think Willie Adamas is the face of the Brewers? He's not. He might be the heartbeat because the guys like him and he's, he's kind of a leader in the clubhouse. Christian Yelich is the face of the franchise, whether you like it or not, because he's the most known. Yeah, he just happens to stink. (laughs) And maybe he could throw his hat in the ring for being the face of the franchise, but his name was Josh Hader. They traded him. Yeah, they traded his ass. Another guy that could probably throw his hat in the ring for face of the franchise is Burns, Corbin Burns, since he won a Cy Young, but I'm sorry, but he's about to be gone as well after this year. They're trading his ass. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So it's like, it's Yelich. I guess who's not being traded? Christian Yelich. I guess who else was on the rumored also be on the trading block. Willie Adamas, he's not going to be here. Yeah. Yelly will not be traded. Why? His contract. Exactly. And his play. <laughs> Man. I, like, if he if he flubs again this year, I would be willing as a general manager, because he's making over $27 million this year. Yeah. And he makes it for, like, the next six seasons. Good money and you, you get are, it. you are locked to that. Now, granted, at the time, that was a hell of a deal. Totally. Like, the Brewers probably got uh, you know, about an $8 million a year discount at the time. And they were keeping him. Remember, he won the MVP in 18. We were probably, all stoked. probably should have won it in 19 if he didn't follow the ball off his yeah. kneecap. I mean, it was a a sweetheart deal for the Brewers, but then he just has not played to that level since. Nope. And that's not Brewers management fault. I think but there's right. only really one person you can look at. But at the same time, like uh, you got a text message over the weekend that Yelich is back. I'm telling you, if he flubs again this year, I'm willing to get rid of that. Con- I'd willing to eat 20 out of the 27 million of that contract for six years just to get him off the roster to give open roster spots for Mitchell, Weimer, Freelich, you'd cut Cheerio. His you'd hey, no, you can't done. cut him, but I would eat 20 out of the 27 million at <laughs> a trade each year. I don't even care. <laughs> we'll get the many topics today. We haven't even scratched the surface. Did you see this though? That's the sound of a jet flying overhead. It was that American Family Field? They had a B. Was it a, a bomber? It was a, some kind of bomber. B, yeah, B one bomber. A B one bomber flying overhead uh, for the home opener flyover. Here's the kicker: the roof was closed. It was closed. <laughs> Like, that's why I have questions for many people. People in attendance at American Family Field, did you get in uh, before first pitch? And if so, 
did you hear the bomber? Because I know you didn't see it. And then the people that were waiting to go in because they're still partying in the tailgate, did you see the bomber or were you too oh, I bet busy still, partying? I bet they still heard it, but they definitely didn't see it. Wait, what was that noise? I did have a friend. Did someone turn the fans on? Didn't make it in on time, so they got to see it. <laughs> I was just laughing. It's like, there's a flyover, and then the roof's closed. Yeah. I remember RJ, because when we were doing the show yesterday, we were like, oh, there's a flyover. I wonder if the roof's going to be open. And I said, it has to be, right? Yeah. I mean, they're having a flyover. I just spent all that money just to not have the roof open. And, I had a, and then RJ comes screaming I in the office. I had a friend who, had, who took a, they were there, so yeah. they took a picture, showed the roof was closed, and I was like, is this... For real, like yeah, RJ goes in the office, like, dude, is is the roof really closed for the flyover? And then I got a text saying, <laughs> saw the flyover. We kind of got delayed getting inside. <laughs> well, then the Brewers took a lot of heat for this on social media with you know John Boy sent o- other publications that have big followings. A lot of people took it and ran with the hey, you had the roof closed for the flyover. Yeah. Oh, that was a cool sound. I mean, one. that was not a B one bobber. Come on. This is jet flighter flyby sound effect. Was Tom Cruise negative ghost rider pattern is oh. oh, the research department is tapping me on the shoulder. They're saying that the reason the roof was closed wasn't due to inclement weather. It was that, trails from the fl- They actually got a discounted price if people couldn't see the jets. <laughs> I mean, Morgan and Ozzy was just licking his chops. At that point, don't you get the stealth bomber? Then? <laughs> yeah, I get a stealth. <laughs> <laughs> they turned it into a stealth bomber. They just <laughs> boys, closed the roof. I can see the the, the the meeting room. Boys, I got a plan. We have a flyover, but okay. the roof's closed. We tell everybody it's the stealth bomber, but it's actually a, a different bomber. <laughs> we just closed the roof. Well, huh? I just well, I just got a tap on the shoulder from the research department. Morgan and Ozzy wanted to save money, Rowdy. Uh, not only no one could see the jet, but also... Electric bill of opening the roof. How great, how great would it have been if <laughs> they, wanted if they to just flew around a two skittle bottle in there? <laughs> yeah. I well, wanted the, the guy with the parachute with the, the big fan on his back coming in. That'd be sick. You know those huge, uh, like, um, oh, those huge amps? Just like a little two person, a little two person, two seater private. A uh, plane, but it's got all these amps in it, and it's so loud it sounds like a bomber going over. Whoa! Yeah, we, we got this guy. Oh, he said man. he said he'd do it for a couple grand. Well, okay. <laughs> does he have a bomber? He says he does. Here's what I want. I want next home opener. I want the roof open, a plane flying over, and all the racing saucers to jump out and parachute in. Oh, that'd be sick. And whoever makes it makes it, and whoever doesn't, well, good thing we have another suit in storage. <laughs> All right, phone lines know? blowing. That, haven't they been stolen before? And they're like, we kind of need that back before the next game. Well, they've been abused. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> was, who was that? Was it a pirate? Randall Simon. Was it? Was he in the pirate? Oh, yeah, he was a pirate. Randall yeah, he hit, yeah. What an a-hole. <laughs> it's kind of funny. It is really funny. Uh, all right, let's see here. Oh, our guy Becker in, uh, in Missouri in the Ozarks saw the bomber. He says the bomber took off out of Whiteman AFB by me. Hey, Becker, if you would have been in attendance, you wouldn't have seen it. But since you live where you live, you saw it. How about that? All right, phone line's blowing up. Line one, good morning. Who's this? Good morning, gentlemen. Wisco Chad, what's up, dude? Hey, Rowdy stole every joke that I was going to make. What, are you Rowdy's ghostwriter? Did you send him on Facebook or something? Apparently, that's exactly what I was going to say. It's like, well, Ananasio is so cheap. That, <laughs> well. <laughs> and, well, so when I, when I 
work there. They said it was like $6,800 to $10,000 every time they opened that roof. I'm telling you, Mark Adonazio, well, how about this, Chad? Spin zone. They kept the roof closed because they never actually bought a bomber to fly over. It's all CGI videos that were released. He, he didn't want to open the roof to save the money. It's not Friday yet. That was too And we were talking about the interns, Rowdy, yesterday of the Brewers social media team. How about that? Does anybody have any actual pictures of this? Or is it like yeah, they do. no, there is. I saw, <laughs> I saw a guy, Andrew, yes. I saw Andrew Wagner tweet one out, or Brewers guy. Are we sure it was from yesterday and not another opening day? That's... I mean, April days all kind of look the same. RJ also got video evidence of the plane flying over because he even brought it to me and goes, is there anything that looks weird in this picture? <laughs> I didn't get it, but I picked up something else. Well, that, and that was that was yeah that was before the flyover. That that was the person who sent me the pic of the roof being closed. The flyover and the roofs closed. It's awesome. It's awesome. Well, that's what RJ. So RJ shows me this picture, and it's basically you know looking up at the stadium, and you have the bomber flying over, and there was two chicks with their backs to the video, and it says. Brewers, Brewers with the game boys. with the boys. And he goes, does anything look weird about this? I go, yeah, girls. there's two chicks. There's no guys. <laughs> there's no boys. There's no boys. And he goes, no, no the, the roof's closed. closed. <laughs> We're having a flyover today. Uh, make it make sense, Chad. I like it, though. Hey, you keep, keep people I, guessing. I think in all truth, like there was times where they would leave that open before the game to make sure that it got optimal, you know, weather and then close it. And depending on what the score was, the back panels would open around the sixth or seventh inning. Oh, hell yeah. It would drive, it blows out. Yeah. So there's, there's some gamesmanship, I believe, that went on a little bit, but that's when they had all kinds of boppers. That's what, like when Prince was banging them yeah, off yeah. the wall every other day. Hey, and, if you can't use your own home base for your advantage, then you're doing something wrong, you know. <laughs> talk about City Field. You know what field? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that's right next to City Walk in South Park. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yep. <laughs> but, I mean, it, that was their own home field. Their own batters were coming up short because of, you know, handedness and just, you know, propensity to hit it there. And they realized that yeah. if they would actually move the feet, or fence in 20 feet, they would have had 48 more home runs. <laughs> uh, duh. Uh, duh. Chad, how are you feeling about the crew so far before I let you go, brother? You, you feeling the vibes? You riding the flow? I'm loving it. I'm loving. I'm loving the youth movement. I'm loving the fact. I mean, it, it's April, right? Doesn't matter. Full, gotta, full small sample size doesn't matter, baby. We'll take it. We got to keep up the. I mean, that you got to have fun while you can, because you know the inevitable was going to happen, right? So have fun while you can. It's BBE, Big Bat Energy. Hell yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Chad. There's a joke route he didn't steal from you. Good job. Good job. Good job. Right, see you guys. See you, buddy. <laughs> The young guns of the Wisconsin Sports Zone Network, like this gun right here, Grant Bills of the Wisco Sports Show. Woo! Unholstered and hot! What's up, Grant? Thank you for that uh, that introduction. That was actually quite exciting. Thank you, Evo. Good morning. What's going on, dude? Uh, you know, not much. I, gotta, I, I go on vacation starting this evening. Yeah, who approved that, by the way? Come on. Unbelievable. You know, things, things getting packed. <laughs> uh, you know, things getting signed, information being shared with you gentlemen about, you know, a couple days off. It's stuff like that. Logistical stuff. Oh. So you're going on a vacation after the show tonight, Grant? Yes. I'm, uh, I'm headed up to the Twin Cities. 
uh, tonight, and then I will fly out tomorrow morning at the crack of dawn because you know I'm just I, I'm I'm up with the sun. I'm an efficient traveling man. Aren't your I'm arms gonna hurt? Is it? That's funny. That's good stuff. That's Mark um, Murphy here. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That. <laughs> Hey, Grant, um, um, I saw you taking some flack on Twitter, uh, not because of the uh, well, of the Giannis side of thing, but I was totally on your side of the Giannis side. But also, uh, people were a little upset with you uh, that you chose to, oh. was it to go to a concert and then ro- watch WrestleMania as opposed to whatever the hell else was happening at that time, the Final Four and whatever? Can you explain? Look, I watched the national championship game last night. That game sucked. Like I'm happy for the kids. Oh. I wish I'm, I wish I'm we really would have gone to a concert last night instead of watch the game. You know? No kidding. So I like I watched a good amount of sports this week. I watched the uh, the girls' national championship on Sunday, and then the Bucks played a great game. And and WrestleMania on Sunday night was a little bit of a trip. Uh, some some unexpected twists and turns. Um, but I don't know. I'm like, yeah, I went to a concert on Saturday night, so I missed the final four. I don't even remember who the. I, I remember who played last night. It was UConn and... Uh, Why are people Luke so mad at you, Grant? How come they don't want you to have a life? Like, I love going to concerts and, you know... San Diego State. It's your job to watch Miami. these games. Grant, is it in I your job description I, to watch San Diego State? No. No. No, no, no. 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 Hey, by the way... No, I, was, I went to a concert. It was great. It was what great. concert? What concert? I uh, got to enjoy St. Paul in Minneapolis, one of my oh. favorite places to go. And, what yeah, concert? Sorry, I missed the Final Four, I guess. What concert? <laughs> uh, we saw our friend John Mayer up at the XL Energy Center. Oh! What was his, what was his encore closing song? His encore? Your body uh, is a I can't remember who played the Final Four that night. Uh, it'll take me a sec. He played... He closed with Free Fallin'. And the song he played before Free Fallen, great question. I can't remember, but I will look it up right Get now. The bon so he's a cover band? Get now? the bong resin out of that brain of yours, Grant. And rem- Jeez <laughs> Louise. That's fine. I've been to so many shows, I can't even remember, like, you know, like the big portions of them. All right, so Grant. You know, I, I like to think of it as, as more of a comprehensive start to finish experience. I, I don't break it up song by song. That's not how I like to enjoy it. No, shows. yeah. No, uh, no. It was, uh, oh, that's right. It was one of the songs off his new album. It's called "All I Want Is to Be with You," which when I he was whoa, playing whoa, it, I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. just thinking of Evo and Rowdy and Nelson and how I, I or RJ, wish I was with them. John yeah. Mayer, <laughs> John Mayer's encore closing song was from a new album, a new song. Well, like oh, that's terrible. That that is terrible. That's terrible. You close with a banger <laughs> that got you to the point where you're at in your career. Yeah. It's like a year old. It's terrible. You close with one that's like 15 years old. You go with the classics. You go with the, oh my God. Yeah, he closed with Free Fallen, which is like almost 20 years old now. Oh, I thought you said he just closed with a new one. No, the encore. No, 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 he played two encores. I couldn't remember what the first one was. He closed with the the classic, with an oldie, a goodie. See, the encore encore is so devalued now because you know the band's coming back on to do it. So I don't know. So now he's got, now you got two encores. So... Obviously, you've expected the first encore, Grant, but did you expect the second encore? Well, he came out and played two songs and then left stage, and that was it. So, like, he played two songs, but it was one encore. I don't need more than one encore. I, I don't just come out, like play one or two more songs, and then leave. I don't need the whole charade more than once. It's very exhausting. I, I agree. I, don't need it. I agree. 
What, Rowdy? Great. So it's, it's, I'm, it's I'm not like a musical savant here. I'm not a, you know, I like certain music, but, but I'm not, I don't get into it. I don't go to the concerts. Would you say that like a Matt Nathanson is like a poor man's John Mayer? Hmm. That sounds, that sounds, yeah, yeah, yeah. Good comp. Oh, yeah. Is. Yeah, who is that? It's, it's an artist. Matt Nathanson? Yeah, Nathanson. Who's that? Yeah. He, he sounds and is like a poor man's John Mayer. If Ethan Happ is John Mayer, Matt Nathanson's like a Tyler Wall. <laughs> <laughs> he kind of looks like a Dude, poor man. Dude, I was going to say, Matt Nathanson sounds like he plays on the Badgers basketball team. <laughs> hey, great. All right, good sports. Speaking of basketball, uh, Giannis, Aden- Giannis Adenikumbo uh, saying, you know, eventually, like, he's getting lucked over of the MVP. You got Drew Holiday out there saying there's voter fatigue for Giannis Adenikumbo. How come Giannis isn't getting more love for the MVP? It's the best record on the best team, and if you take Giannis off that team, there's no way they're sitting where they are right now. And his numbers you know, are amazing. country used to believe in things, and we used to have rules and, and regulations, and, and we used to like hold firm to those rules and regulations. My entire life, it was basically like best player, best team, unless someone's doing something so wild and so insane. Or maybe like last year, the Phoenix Suns won 60 games, but they didn't really have an an MVP. Like you weren't going to give it to Chris Paul. You weren't going to give it to Booker. So there are exceptions, of course, but this year I I don't think is a year where we needed to find an exception. Like Giannis has not only carried his team to the one seed, He's done it without Chris Middleton for yeah. most of the year, and he's been unbelievable in his numbers. It's not like his team is just the one seed. His numbers are also awesome. So if Embiid wins it over Giannis, I, 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 won't, I won't love it because I want Giannis to win, obviously, but I, I get it. Embiid doesn't have one yet. He's been brilliant. If Jokic wins it over Giannis, uh. I will keep myself off of the blue bridge and lacrosse into the icy water below because oh. that would be just ridiculous. I've seen you um, fighting the good fight on Twitter, Graham Bills, with a bunch of people uh, that are Jokic riders. Jokic. Jokic. Yeah, I, Jokic. 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 If if indeed wins it, whatever, I'll be able to sleep at night. If Jokic wins it, I'll lose my mind. And they, right now, funny. right now, I'm reading on ESPN the latest MVP straw poll conducted. Giannis finishing third, third behind Giannis, Embiid, and the then the Joker. It's disrespectful. The sense. Zero sense at all. It's None. disrespectful. Is it voter fatigue? Is, is it voter fatigue? Probably, and I also think it's. And I'm, you know, I love analytics. I love numbers. I think it's a bunch of nerds who are just, just having their way with the MVP Nerds. discourse and the NBA discourse. It's really annoying. Nerds. Yeah. Grant Bills of the Wisco Sports Show joining us right now. Not annoying at all. Wisco Sports Show. We love it four to six. Well, only for one more day. Well, what? Oh, yeah, because he's on a vacation. <laughs> I guess that part is a little annoying because people want Grant Bills, but he's, you know, he's being selfish he, he and going on vacation. a lot of vacation, doesn't take phone calls. Selfish. Um, I, oh, I Grant's still else. here. Grant's still on the line. <laughs> oh, so. Grant, you, just want, you guys, by the way, on, on the phone reads calls, the number I took a lot. so many calls yesterday. I took <laughs> so many calls. I had callers going for like five or six minutes. I had Eric on I-90 talking about the state of uh, uh, Mexico and how it's not safe to go there because you get kidnapped or murdered. I was there. And was then awesome. I, I, had Mike, 
I had Mike and Eau Claire, uh, who I guess lived in San Diego for 40 years, started calling to give me advice on where and what to do in San Diego. Like, I, I this whole notion that I don't take calls, I, I don't know where your callers get that. It's just not true. Well, Terry, well, it's, it's just Terry. Well, Terry, the king of the north, called in at 6.15 this morning. And he just said he someone came to his house at five a.m. and bought a recliner, his recliner, and yeah. gave him cash. I think he got robbed. He may or may not get robbed. He sounded he was like a, a, like hammered. So he lives in his own kind of weird world, Grant. So he's the one that's making the uh, yeah. the, the march against you and not taking phone calls. I think he's just mad he doesn't have a recliner and he ran out of booze. So it yeah. sounds like he got robbed. I don't know all the details, but it does sound like someone came to his house and stole furniture from him in, in the dead of night. And then he asked like, Rowdy, Rowdy, what was it he wanted the odds? Of, uh, if the Brewers, the Brewers, Brewers could score runs 10 tonight. runs tonight against Max Scherzer and then uh, basically said that the Cubs were going to cut Cody Bellinger. And in he, July. And he'd, he'd get Rowdy would give him plus 1,000 on the Brewers scoring 10 runs today, and he said that's not enough. Yeah. But Grant... When it comes to the Brewers, how you feeling about these yeah. young guns, baby? Oh my God, what a what a three and one team so far! It's just been so fun. Yesterday was so fun because we want to see these young guys perform, right? Like I don't think any Brewers fan was like excited and had their hearts set on watching Tyler Naquin have a career year, or you know, we I think we all like Brian Anderson because of the memes and because he has the same name as Brian Anderson, but. I think Brewers fans want to see Joey Weaver make plays and Bryce Terang, and like that's why we're excited about the season so far, right? So to see that kind of come to fruition yesterday was really cool. And I'm looking forward to Wade Miley on bump oh. while the Brewers oh. ace today, taking on Max Scherzer, uh, basically the ace of Major League Baseball. So you don't really find better starting pitching matchups than you're going to find today. Miley versus Scherzer. Uh, and these young guys are playing awesome. It's been so, so much fun to watch. Yeah, I'm uh, the early return so far, freaking awesome. Brewers World Series bound. Uh, Ben's Phillies, by the way, on course to go 0 and 162. That's where they're trending. Tough, tough, tough seat. Yeah, from, yeah. Ben in Philadelphia. I saw they lost to the Yankees last night. Not good. I was watching uh, Ben's favorite program. Is it MLB Tonight? Allegedly, uh, yes. he was tweeting about the other day. Yeah, allegedly. allegedly. Um, so I was watching that program, and I happened to see that the Phillies were losing like eight to one to the Yankees, but. The Phillies are a late season team. They, they don't really start performing until they. Yeah, they got to fire their man. Correct. Do you know? Hey, Grant. Do you know where Joe Gir- Girardi is currently employed? Um, no. He is now on the Cubs broadcast team. Oh, Cubs legend. Really? By the what? Way. Really? Yeah. He's on the Marquee Network. Yes. Uh-huh. All right. So, Grant, before I uh, let you go, and I want you to have a fantastic vacation, Grant. Have a really good time. Uh, just know that your listeners are going to be missing you. Uh, they're going to be pretty salty that you aren't there to entertain them. But you do need to put a little maple syrup in the hair, recharge the batteries, you know, uh, relax. We want you coming back refreshed. But think about this as you go to vacation, Grant. Baba Our guy, Mike in Portage, another one of my great listeners, said, I tried to call Grant one time to talk about Danny Etling, and he hung up on me. Grant? What? (laughs) That's what Mike from Portage just told me. I tried to call Grant one time to talk about Danny Etling, and he hung up on me. I just feel like I wouldn't hang up on someone. I I don't... (laughs) It doesn't seem like something I do. Like, I, I, a caller could start playing, saying pretty outrageous things before I would hang up on them. 
I'm uh, sorry to Mike and Portage. I, I guess maybe I wasn't prepared to have I also, I also hear you ban people from Twitter spaces, too. So. Oh, that is oh a sore God. subject. I, I will defend Grant here. <laughs> he had a guy swear twice on air and didn't hang up on him. Well, yeah, I, I don't yeah. understand what Dave's deal is. Dave, Dave has been DMing other listeners of the show, bad-mouthing me and other individuals <laughs> who are in the Twitter space. <laughs> who aren't hosting. So you and Dave got some beef right now, eh? Dave is, Dave is being a diva. I'll be honest. I like Dave. Dave is being a diva because he came into a Twitter space and someone made a joke and I didn't run to his defense <laughs> and sing his praises. So now Dave is mad at me and everyone affiliated with me. Hey, Dave called and in. I, I just... Dave called in, Grant. Dave called in. He's like, and I, he's talking to Nelson and I. He goes, and I know you guys were snickering in the background of those Twitter spaces. I go, Dave, I've never even been in a Twitter space. Like, I've never even done Dave, one. Dave, he's, he's paranoid. He's hearing voices in the walls. He's seeing people in the trees. Dave, Dave, we all like you, Dave. Stop being such a diva. This is this is not like you. You're acting like a member of my generation. Yep, this is all your generation's fault. Grant, though. we love you. Have a great vacation. I got, uh, in honor of your telephone uh, skills or lack thereof, Lady Gaga's telephone behind you, right? Thank you. And uh, thank you to Zach and Ben for filling in for me. I appreciate you guys. We Have love an you. excellent rest of your week. I can't wait to talk to you next Tuesday. Grant, we love this is a little salty. Grant, I love you. I love you. Have a good vacation. I love you, gentlemen. Travel safe. This is Over the Line. Broadcasting live from the Lyuna Studios. Feel the power on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Yeah. Oh, my song. Yeah, yeah. Where's my song? Where's my call? We may be loud. Sorry, Roddy, here we go. Mr. Excitement, Bryce Terang, crushing it, the Grand Slam. How'd you like to have your first home run of your major league career be a Grand Slam in front of uh, your home fans and your parents or they're bawling their eyes out of how awesome it is? Yeah, so his dad played big league baseball, and I know we kind of mentioned that we were breaking down Bryce Terang at the beginning of the year. But did you see the clip? I believe it was Adam McAlvey interviewing his parents kind of after the game. Yeah, his mom was like in tears. <laughs> she, like, she was bawling her eyes out. So he, happy. He asked his dad, uh, Adam McKelvey asked Bryce Trang's dad if he ever experienced anything like that because he played multiple seasons in the big leagues. And he goes, no, I never have. I never hit a grand slam in the big leagues. <laughs> well, he and, did it with his and first one. did it, yeah. First home run he ever hit. It was freaking awesome. Now, we had a interview with Bryce Trang meeting with Sophia Minert after uh, they helped fly the L for Chicago. And Bryce Trang, I'm like, all right, well, the guy's – Seems a little nervous. You know, he's still working on his, his, his PR skills. Well, let's hear from Mr. Excitement, Bryce Terang. Yesterday, he got a Grand Slam, a curtain call, and a Gatorade shower. Have a day in front of the home fans. Your first career home run is a Grand Slam. Had this place going crazy. What was your reaction to see it off the bat? What's going through your mind as you're running the bases? Man, I just... Uh... <laughs> 
taking it pitch by pitch. I hit it, and I, I honestly didn't see it. So I just ran out of the box as hard as I can, and, uh, oh, man, it feels amazing. Um, and I'm happy to be here. How do you describe the reaction you got from Very your excitable. teammates when they get your first curtain call from these home fans? Oh, there's the Gatorade bath. Watch out, Sophia. Watch out. Watch out. Sophia Dodds and Rowdy, excuse me, wondering. Congrats on your first Gatorade shower from Willie Adamas. <laughs> Thank you. That's cold. <laughs> Bryce, to see the reaction of your teammates to get the curtain call from these home fans, just how does that make you feel your first game playing here in Milwaukee? Man, it makes me feel good. Um, I'm happy we came out with the dub tonight, and our pitchers pitched great, and our hitters produced runs, and uh, we, we took home the dub tonight. So, Your parents and your grandparents were loving the home <laughs> run. We got great reactions from them. What does it mean to have them here and to have the support of all your family and your sisters at home watching too? And it's awesome. Um, they're my number one supporters. I love them to death. And I, I wouldn't change it for the world. All right. Congratulations yeah. on a great day, Bryce. Mr. Excitement. That's the nickname, his nickname, Mr. Excitement. So Bryce Terang is <laughs> yeah, the first awesome. brewer to hit a grand slam for his first major league home run since. You'll never, ever guess. It was it was back in the early 2010s when the Brewers were good, but you will never ever guess. Who? Sean Markham. Sean the pitcher, Markham. The pitcher. Sean Markham. I would have never have guessed that. You're right. <laughs> yeah, I, I know. <laughs> Sean Markham. That guy was a beast, though. He had he had one really good year for the Brewers. Was that when he hit this? That was run? 2011. <laughs> Bryce Terang and Sean Markham. There could be a sports trivia question for you down the road. Yeah, Mr. Excitement, Bryce Terang. We just got a message from Worst Brewers fan. He said, get that man a Valium sponsorship right now. Yeah. Uh, you know what? I don't great. care what he sounds no, like. No, neither do I. It's just if funny. If he continues to play at this level, he never needs to do another interview again. Hey, Bryce, you would, <laughs> you're on pace to break every record this season. How does it feel? Yeah, just go out there and get the dub. Like clearly I, I like on the it. field when it's happening. Oh yeah, he's he's, he's awesome. He's electric, yeah, energetic, going through it. You know, not everyone likes talking to the media. Yeah, uh, who cares? As uh, he's dominating, uh, Bryce Trang killing it. It was Brian Anderson though with the first home run of the season. Uh, Bryce Trang a little kind of overshadowing Brian Anderson, but that's fine. Anderson's been awesome so far to start this year. Uh, how about Joey Weimer gunning down Daniel Vogelback, a rumbling Daniel Vogelback, nothing like a 280 pound man rounding first, trying to get the second, and he gets thrown out by the arm of Joey Weimer out and right. Uh, Daniel Vogelback, <laughs> my man. Um, what else happened? Fastball Freddie was uh, awesome, oh. really. Jesse Winker continued to hit the baseball. Winker. I mean, we mentioned him after game one. He looked lost, kind of like dating back to last season where he was having a bad year. But again, yesterday, he went one for three with a run RBI, also had two walks. He's continuing to play well. I mean, the Brewers offense, all of a sudden, the last three games looking pretty good. But, you know, this the feeling that I, I keep getting text messages or seeing people uh, on Twitter saying, I love this team. This team is exciting. Mm-hmm. And now again, it's a four game sample size. And if they lose the next nine out of 10, I don't think people will feel that way. <laughs> and, and baseball is a marathon. It's 162 games. But I don't think I've seen this much excitement from young players like the Garrett Mitchells of the world or the Bryce Terangs or the Joey Weimers that have 
came up and energized this team basically since opening day, or you could argue since Joey Weimer got there day two. Yeah. Since probably the Ricky Weeks, Corey Hart, Prince Fielder, Ryan Braun era when they were bringing those young guys up and you started seeing them and you saw the potential that all of those guys had. And that turned into the 2008 team with CC Sabathia, the 2011 team that went to the NLC. Like those turned into a really good core of players. And now a four game sample size, it looks like the Brewers might have their next crop of really good young players and they're probably going to add to it in a year. And they're going to have to pay him eventually. And Margaret Anasio is probably like crapping himself. Uh, Matt Arnold making some very intriguing comments about their payroll. We'll do that coming up momentarily. But on that front, though, when you're talking about these young guys, the Brewers get to reset. Yeah. <laughs> As in, they're these guys are currently under team control, which isn't even arbitration yet. And depending on their service times, they're going to have anywhere between three and four years of arbitration. So just for example, right now, the guy that is the earliest out of the Terangs, Mitchells, Weemers, all the guys that are just pulled up this year, Garrett Mitchell is the farthest along on his contract. <laughs> he doesn't hit his first year of arbitration until 2027. Oh, and he, he yeah. can have at a minimum three years arbitration. So that would be 2028, 2029. So even without ever locking up Garrett Mitchell long-term, they could ride out his arbitration until 2029. Riding the storm out, baby. It's 2023. We have six years of that. Beautiful. And if, if they keep trending this way, let's go. All right. Let's see here. If people are blowing up. Uh, line four. Good morning. Uh, Daniel. Hey, Daniel. What's up, dude? Uh, not too bad after that uh, weekend of Brewers stuff. <laughs> hey, you played, you just played Bryce Terang's voice, and all I heard was Jesse from Breaking Bad. Oh, dude, totally. <laughs> and, they, okay. and they dumped blue Gatorade on him, like like Heisenberg's blue meth. Can you can you say the B word on air? You can, Yeah, totally. Go for it. Okay, because he sounded like, he was like, we did we did a good job out there. Bitch, you know, like, <laughs> like if you were on a little bitch out there, then it would have been straight up Jesse from Breaking Bad. But I can whatever. hear it totally. Yeah, bitch. <laughs> yeah, Daniel, uh, have, have you recovered from opening day? You were out there in uh, Wrigley, suffering forty mile per hour gusts of wind, cold. It's rainy. You have to be by the scrounge of humanity that are Cubs fans, and then they fly the out not once but twice over the weekend, and now they beat the Mets. How's it feel? It's a, it's a nice little roller coaster of emotions, right? And that's what baseball is. I think Rowdy just said that it's a marathon, right? Not a sprint. So I was, I was a little low, mostly because I was really cold. Um, but you know, I think, I think a couple of W's put, puts everything into perspective. And then, you know, we're going to follow this with a couple of L's and then it'll be a couple of W's just kind of how, <clears throat> how baseball goes. So, I'm ready for it though. Um, I'm, I'm, I guess I'm more excited about the the Bucks right now at this time of year. But oh, oh yeah, totally. uh, once those playoffs start, dude. Do you think Giannis? I mean, Giannis right now is straw poll for MVP. They have him third, Embiid second, and the Joker first. Kind of a, I don't know about that, dude. Yeah, well, that's completely just bonkers. So, yeah. that, I mean, that they, if they if they give it to Jokic. Um, after not giving it to Giannis three years in a row because he didn't have postseason success, then they're just 
a bunch of liars. Hypocrites. I mean, they are a bunch of liars, but yeah. Yeah. Hey, Daniel, before I let you go, uh, what would you rather have done? What you did at Wrigley Field, uh, sitting there in the cold and the rain, or go to a home opener and see, get excited for a flyover and look up and see that the roof is closed when the flyover happens? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think I'd still rather be at Miller Park. But, uh, <laughs> and n- notice I called it Miller Park. Yeah, I noticed. Summer. I noticed, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, there's... There's nothing like going to Miller Park. I, I, I've only been to a couple opening days, but that would have been one to go to for sure. Yeah. My goodness. Yeah. Daniel, you're a man, brother. Good stuff, as always. Yeah, have See, a good one. Hey, buddy. The roof is closed for a flyover. I can't. I literally can't get over it, Rowdy. Now, like we said, it's been four games. I don't want to put a damper on any of the Brewer fans' excitement, but Dave Essler and I did do our first Winner's Take podcast. And it was for tonight's games. So we did it over 24 hours in advance. He did say he liked uh, Scherzer and the Mets tonight, minus 160. Well, it's Scherzer, right? You know, it's the L's are going to happen eventually. Oh, and there's going to be plenty of them. Definitely. There'll probably be what? Did you know that 80 some of them? One of the best teams ever. Like when when you talk about some of the best major league baseball teams ever, Mm -hmm. you're talking about a team that got to like 120 wins. Still means you have 40 plus losses. Yes. Like that's a lot. You lose. Uh, Losing happens. Now, you just don't want to be the team that gets 60 wins and loses over 100. (laughs) That's not good. That is not good. Uh, Speaking of not good, uh, Matt Arnold, some of his comments on the payroll, we'll save that for the next segment. Uh, First line one, good morning. 161 and one. That's where we're going. Come Mitch, on. Let's go, Mitch. Yeah, baby. Don't you think it's like the standard tweet whenever your team in Major Have League to. Baseball wins game one? It's, well, on pace for 162 wins. Have, oh, you, you have, have to. to. It's yeah. automatic. Yeah. yeah. You have yeah. to. It's like when the Badger basketball team is playing bad or the football team, you have to do bad, B A D, capitalized, bad jerseys. Yeah. That's a standard one, too. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Mitch, what's up, dude? Um, Dude, Bryce Rang, I, I loved the interview because here's the thing, and we've talked about this before, like in terms of free agents and, and being in Wisconsin and playing in Wisconsin, it almost being a little kind of like quieter or, or socially not wanting to be all Hollywood and things, that people love that around here. So he kind of embraces the culture with him not really wanting to talk to I just think it's or- fun. I think it's funny that like you know he's a rookie he's like getting a huge start to the season and when they go and interview him it's like he's at a funeral That's right. I, think, well, I, yeah, I don't really I mean, care but it just cracks me up Yeah oh for sure yeah cuz you can just tell he's not polished but it's like the you can just tell he's being genuine you know versus some of those guys they have the interview and they already know you know exactly how they're going to answer every single question, and it's super polished. It's like, how fake is this guy? Well, that's you the know? other thing, Mitch. I mean, this is a guy that's 23 years old. He was drafted at 17 out of high school. He's been in the minor leagues. He went through every single level. You know, compared to the major leagues, you don't have the same type of reporting and interviews and everything when you're in the minor leagues. You're going from you know, city to city on a bus and, you know, sleeping on the bus in and out of hotels, blah, blah, blah. There, the media and like you said, with the polishing and the PR teams that work with you, these guys are only going to get better at it. But it, it's funny because it is. It's a 23-year-old kid that hasn't done a ton of it. 
Right. Hey, Mitch. Right. And uh, I'm, I'm glad you called in because I'm going to end the segment with this. Uh, something I would say everyone get out there and vote today, exercise your right. Uh, but with that, with the, you know, the vote happening today, and here's what we're going to lose. His opponent went to the ICU and dropped infants on its head on purpose. Or you get the other side of the thing. His opponent went and kicked the cane out of your grandmother's hand and spit on her when she was on the ground. Vote so and so, April fourth. We're gonna get we're, oh. the, the attack ads are gonna be done for a while. We're, we're gonna miss them. Oh. I, they just all make me want to punch myself in the face. Dude, the attack ads on the radio are the funniest things I've oh. ever heard. It's yeah, <laughs> right. The, the music, yeah, that music is perfect. Um, uh, dude, real quick about Giannis, the MVP voting. Listen. The Nuggets are going to poop their pants in the playoffs. Embiid's probably going to hit a hangnail and be out for four weeks. Uh, you know what I mean? It's oh, yeah. whatever. It, it is annoying, but uh, Bucks just keep doing what they're doing and keep on it'll rolling, speak baby. For itself, yeah. It's just like the Academy. All those award shows are all just trash, and you can throw that. NBA MVP in there too if he doesn't win it. Yeah. So. Hell yeah. But if he wins it, it's awesome. Hell yeah. It's, oh, exactly. Of course. <laughs> yeah. Mitch, you rule. We love you, buddy. Yes, sir. See, See you later. Yep. Yeah, we're going to miss the attack ads for the time being. Just wait. There'll be more coming. It'll be even more now, if venom you, and poison. Now, I did say that I was going to pour a little bit of cold water from what Dave Essler liked, but he also did tell me, hey, just placed a bucks to win the championship ticket as well. So there's that. Oh, David. Yeah, Rowdy, tell the fine folks out there what happened yesterday, my friend. Yeah, so Dave Essler and I, we recorded our first ever Winner's Take podcast, and it's basically just a straight-up sports gambling podcast. Like uh, yesterday, we recorded about a 35-minute episode where we just broke down today's MLB slate of games. So we gave out multiple picks for both of us, kind of talked about some strategy. I mean, you can find this podcast at madcitysportszone.com. You can go to iTunes and find it through your podcast app, uh, Google Play, Spotify, Spotify, Stitcher. Stitcher. It's winner's take. It. Dave and I both awesome. gave out three picks. So It's awesome. You got plenty of picks, and if you want to learn more on how to better uh, gamble or beat the sports book, I think it's a pretty good tool. It's Dave Essler is one of the most beautiful minds in the nation of sports gambling. Rowdy, right there with him as well. The winner's take. It crushes. Get just a moolah in that pocket. So, yeah, there, there's a little insight into the winner's take podcast. He likes uh, the Mets tonight against the Brewers, and he likes the Bucks to win it all. Love it, dude. You going to miss the political attack ads, Rowdy? And then I guess there's um, four other, four or five other bets. So here's the tweet, Rowdy. Brewers payroll has been 20th in Major League Baseball since 2019. That's notably lower than it was a decade ago when from 2008 to 2014, they were 15th in the league. Kurt asked Mark Adonazio uh, why that was, and Mark Adonazio gave a lengthy response. Sorry, Dusty Manor, Mark Adonazio. I'm going to read some of it. It's very long. I'm going to read some of it, so bear with me. I read it, and yeah, it was definitely Mark Ananasio talking about the club. Some of it I thought was kind of interesting, but then some of the things he said, it just felt like the company line, <sighs> of course. Uh, so, so he talks about having a younger team with more call-ups, and whenever the published payroll number is there, they don't count the fact that sometimes we have 60 guys running through our roster so every one of those call-ups adds to the actual payroll number, and it can be 5 to $8 million a year. 
And I think, this is Mark and I was talking, I think it would therefore be higher than some clubs which have more established rosters. There's the first paragraph. So my my take on that would be since David Stearns took over as the GM and now Matt Arnold, Matt Arnold comes from the David Stearns tree. He was a guy that was extremely young when David Stearns took over. He hired him and, you know, went made it up through the ranks mm-hmm. and became David Stearns' right-hand man and now is the general manager when Stearns kind of took the, uh, well, I'm going to say the year off or moved into a consulting role. But the thing with David Stearns and his strategy, and it's worked out quite well, it's looking at the waivers where he finds like a guy that has had success and is maybe not extremely old, or it's a guy that has had some success and he's in his mid thirties and they try to, you know, if he's a pitcher, try to, him a yeah, try to refine himself with their new pitching lab and everything like that. Yeah. But what they're talking about when he says, you know, we have these extra players, it's those fringe quadruple a players that have options left where they like to, if they're, you know, their bullpen has eaten a lot of innings and they have these guys with options. Mm-hmm. Some will be sent down while others are called up, almost like a, a wave of reinforcements yeah. so that you're not, you know, using up that bullpen and you're not having these guys go too many innings because we know pitch count and innings limits are a big thing oh, these yeah. days. Big time. But they do that when the guys hit the big leagues on those contracts, they they start out with minimum. Yeah. Salaries. That's like $760,000. So then when you have maybe 10 of those guys come up and their salaries bump up, yeah, that makes sense. It's about $7.5 million. But you have a team like... Oh, let me read a little more here. Yeah, The Yankees or the Phillies or the Red Sox, that'll just go sign one really good reliever for more than that. Oh, big time. So it's like, dude, you're still saving money by doing that than actually going out and getting some of the better guys that could clearly come in and do that role themselves instead of having multiple guys do it. All right, so it continues on here, Mark Adonazio. Uh, this, this is what he said. Quote, we have not had, and nobody wants to hear this, but we haven't really had a budget in a long time. We try to get to a break-even. The reason you get to a break-even is you can end up in a downward spiral. If you do a case study on teams that lose too much money for too long, and then they end up gutting the team, and we're trying to always compete. I learned a long time ago that nobody wants to hear an owner talk about losses. I remember my favorite blog entry when I first started. So Mark and I was reading your blog post. I want to give transparency with what we do and one of the fans said, quote, how about some cheese with that wine, Mark? Uh, relative to the dipping part compared to the league, and you can look where we sit in media revenues, we're 30 out of 30. That's just a mathematical truth. We punch above our weight with the fan attendance, which I talked about, and we have again this year a record number of new sponsorships. With everything we're running our businesses as well as we as well as it could be run. There's some metrics they've done in Major League Baseball to demonstrate that, which I'm not going to talk about here. But if you look at the numbers and how we run our business, the same you look at wins on the field, it's in ex- it's as exceptional as on the field. There's another paragraph right there. So since so you get to a break-even point, since 20, or sorry, since 2002, the Brewers have only operated in the red two years. 2018? It was 2002. They were 6.1 million in the hole mm-hmm. for operating income. And then in 2020, 2020. which, well, if you remember, which coincided with 2020, that was COVID. 
everybody lost money. Never Whether you were the owner or you were the guy working the concession stand, everybody lost money COVID. in 2020. What happened? What happened? Now, the funny thing is, from 2003 to 2015, which were like the the Fielder, Braun, Hart weeks. Remember, they had a lot of those guys on all their young, their young cheap deals, and really the only one that they extended was Ryan Braun. They were operating at an income in those years anywhere from 6.8 to 24.2 million dollars a year and it was pretty steady so it wasn't a ton of income but when they actually started spending money remember like in 2018 when they brought in Yelich and then they you know brought in Lorenzo Kane mm-hmm. they added Mike Mustakis in 2019 they re-signed Mike Mustakis they signed Ismani Grandal to that big contract the most that they have operated in uh, income-wise was 2017 and 18, 67 and $66 million worth of profit. Damn. And that was when they started spending money. When, yeah. they, when they went all in in 19 with those big one-year deals, they still made $43 million. <laughs> and you know what coincided with 2020 and 2019 there that is also not talked about? They had to redo all their spring training. They they came up with the pitching lab. Yeah, they like redid and revamped everything and spent a ton of money. And that was still where they came out and were like, you know what? Well, we're broke between those two years. It was because the combination of nineteen and twenty, where they were doing all the renovations and they were spending money, and then COVID hit. Between those two years, they only operated about three million dollars in the red, mm-hmm. and that was the most they had ever spent in twenty nineteen. And they had success. You yeah, take, but we had to revamp and you take COVID, everything. You take COVID and you take all the revamping of everything, which, by the way, you only have to do every 20 to 30 years yeah. for, like, major revamps. Mm-hmm. They've been making money. Oh, yeah. He's not in he this He bought an game. 11% stake yeah, in an English he's Premier He's not in this, this game if he's he not making money. He bought a percentage of a soccer team. So If you're broke, how are you paying for that? Do I believe him when he says we work in the 30th biggest media market? Yeah, because you can look it up Brody, clearly. He said that's a mathematical truth. Now, I think the Padres, if the Padres, see, if the Brewers can't win the World Series, I have no fandom with the Padres, but I'm rooting with the Padres because they're a smaller market team that's spending money and they're starting to see, you know, the benefit of that. And if they could actually win a World Series, again, if it's not the Brewers, I'd like it to be the Padres to show that a small market team can spend money, can make money and can win. Because then it puts all of this nonsense about operating at a break-even when we can clearly look it up and say, well, you're still making money, you're, you're not yeah. breaking even, to bed. It puts it to bed. Yeah, it does. Well, let me read the rest of this uh, interview with Marco Anasio. Excuse me. Here's Mark. But it is what it is. And we want to always leave money at midseason to compete, which it didn't get public. And the last thing I want to do is be saying, oh, we're trying to trade for whoever at midseason because we didn't get them but we were in on a number of midseason trades that would have added significant dollars last year and as it was even with all the activity we actually had the same payroll we traded josh but our hater but our payroll with the money we took on was the money so we've tried always tried to leave flexibility to do things and then the number just falls out I don't really look at uh, I don't look at where we sit in the numbers compared to the league. In fact, I couldn't tell you where we were the last five years. 
and and interview with Mark and Alex. So I when he said the operating at a break even and you can look it up, that's where he st- starts to lose me in this conversation. And then the rest of it was just spewing BS to me. Yeah, it's like, oh, well, you know, uh, uh, we we you know, we had a lot of guys that we were interested in that were big names on the market. It fell through. So they all fell through. So instead of staying stand pat and still being the team that was first in the division, you decided to, I don't know, trade Josh Hader, that an all star closer that happened. And then say it's not about money and then come back and say, but we did add Trevor Rosenthal and Matt effing Bush and some other guys. And you know what? We brought a few guys up. So then that increased our payroll and it came out to about the same. Well, guess what? Keep the guys in the minor leagues. Trevor Rosenthal never pitched for the Brewers and made $4 million. You never did Matt, anything. Matt Bush was so-so. I would have rather stuck with Hayter and tried to ride it out. Could this be the translation of it, Rowdy? In your, in your right mind, would you ever have traded Josh Hayter for a Trevor Rosenthal, Matt Bush, and some minor league guys? If I took no. a if I took a 100-mile-per-hour fastball to the head, Maybe. I, mean, yeah. I don't think that happened to him. I though. think if we had Matt Bush, Trevor Rosenthal, who might not even pitch this year, and we use a few guys from the minor leagues, that might equal out and pay. And I think we might actually get better talent on the field. You know what? In they, what world? Three arms is better than one rowdy with Josh Hader. Okay, we're going to send away Josh Hader, the best in the game, and get three arms of a guy that's injured, a guy that's in, and two in the minors, and it's going to be better. Like the guys. Oh, by the way, one guy was in prison for a while too. And the the guys that they actually got back Matt for Bush. Josh Hader, they turned into different trades, which netted like William Contreras. But, but but if you actually thought the guys you were acquiring that were going to actually contribute for your team that season were going to be better than Josh Hader, you're stupid. <laughs> that's just not. It's Show not a us thing. the books. Show us the books. Show us the books. Now. If they would have said, you know what, Josh Hader's do $15 million this next upcoming year, which, by the way, that was his projection. He came in at 13-something because of his poor year. I could have understood them saying, we don't want to sign a reliever to this type of money long term. We're going to trade him in the offseason. And I said this last year, and I'm still on this point. If they would have sold it to the Brewer fans as, you know what, we're not really going to add because things fell through, but we're in first place by four games going into the deadline. We're keeping the team as is, and we're going to try and win the division. Mm-hmm. I would have been fine with it. And then they turn around this winter and trade hater. I would have understood it. Yeah, but at least see the season out. Exactly. That's what they just punted. And it's the same thing this year. If this team with the young players and the mix of veterans and young guns come up and they're competitive and they're in first place by the deadline and they punt by trading Burns or Woodruff or Damas or all three or combination, Mm. it would be the second straight year, which was supposed to be this 2018 to 2023 window with all these players that you punted on. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't make sense. Unless you're just in it to maximize as much money as you oh, want, not oh, actually oh, be competitive oh. or say, hey, we're trying to compete. Rowdy, and this goes back I to when you said we're trying to compete and we're trying to make the playoffs and we've done that. Yeah, you've made the playoffs a decent amount, but how many of those seasons when you made the playoffs, if you would have added a piece or two, would you have actually have been a World Series contender? Because 2021, that team was a World Series contender. 2018... That team turned into a World Series contender, and they added Moustakas. Yeah, they did. 2019 on paper, 
probably could have argued it was a World Series contender. If you would have went out and got one more, but the pitching staff kind of fell apart halfway through that season. But that happens. It's sports. It's baseball. And then what happened last year? You trade away the best piece in the game. 2022. And you literally shoot yourself in the foot. I don't think you could have really sold it as we're a true World Series contender. I think there has only been three years in my life. You would have got into the playoffs, though. You you would have. Even if you would have stand pat, you would have got into the playoffs. I think there are three years in my lifetime where I truly thought the Brewers were World Series contenders. 2011, where they lost to the Cardinals, who won it all in the NLCS. 2018, where they lost to the Dodgers in the NLCS. And 2021, where they got outsid in the first round against the Braves. Your Atlanta Braves. Your Atlanta Braves. Those were the only three teams, but we knew it was this window. Well, guess what? He's got to buy some more steak. He's got to buy more steak in a a English soccer team. If the Brewers can't win the World Series this year, I hope the Padres do. What about the Braves? That'd be fine too. That's your, that's your other but, team. But I, but I need the Padres too to show that this actually works. And well, that's the other thing, real quick. I don't know we're how quick it's going to be. We're not asking the Brewers to spend three hundred million dollars. We're just saying, can we get to like hundred and fifty million? <laughs> please, please, like one, one more solid piece. Can I just have a little more? Exactly. Please, just sir. a little more. Just a little more. Not please. asking for everything. I just want a little more, please, sir. One, one more good player. Please. When we just, have the right team. Please, just a little more. Rowdy, we got we got young guns. We got good players. Bryce Terang, Garrett Mitchell, Joey Weimer. <laughs>